0: Like, I'm not saying or going against any political group because I think that politics is something personal, like faith. It's between you and the Lord, and it's between you choosing who you think should be there. So, this is not about political groups or anything, oh. okay? This is strictly about the uh, anti terror bill. And it is so ripe for abuse. You can put away people without any proof. You can just call and brand someone. Like, this harkens back to. The Salem Trials? You just call someone a witch and you put them on a the stick and burn them.
1: Welcome to Worship in Waves where Dura Lex Said Lex used to mean the law is harsh but it is the law, now it means the law is harsh only for the powerless. Like, what is going on with the country now? What is going on with our government? What is going on with our fellow citizens? Has history repeated itself? Is there going to be another people power revolution? Have we not learned from the mistakes of the past? Or is there a deeper problem uh, than just politics? For this episode, we're going to talk about how our beloved government has been handling the COVID-19 pandemic and how it may have led the crazy things happening today we're also going to talk about just then the anti-terrorism law is it good is it bad what are the consequences if this becomes an actual thing so first really quick what do you think about how our government is handling covid 19 right now i think they're trying to the best best of their knowledge however the application of the guidelines and rules have been very inconsistent especially when it comes down to the LGUs it sounds good on paper sounds good when they say it when they announce it but when it's being applied in the in the barangays in the series in the LGUs it's not consistent so the guidelines like everything seems like like a joke like there are lapses inconsistencies and there are even some abuses like how about you guys like how do you think What's your take on how the government is handling COVID 19
2: right now? I 100% agree with what you said. Um, <clears throat> I really think the government is really trying their very best. And I do 100% believe that when the guidelines get passed to our local governments and the implementation is set in motion, in a, let's say in here in Cagayan or in, a, in other cities, people aren't respecting the rules. I've seen some people even go into like, 7-Eleven stores without a mask, and this guy looked. It's not like I'm, I'm looking at like some country bumpkin or anything, but this person looked like very well educated, well dressed. You know, had nice watch, had a nice car outside, but he walked straight into that store without a mask, even though the mask had this big sign in the front. This <laughs> mask had, I mean, he had a, a big sign in the front saying "No mask, no entry," and I was shocked, actually, about the social distancing. People are saying, like, three feet apart, stuff like that. You know, that, that, that can get applied in banks and other places, like restaurants or whatever, so if you're taking takeout. But if you see people walking down the street, there is no social distancing. Uh, this, some of it is even applied to other places. I've seen, like, three guys on a motorcycle just sitting down with no mask, talking. They look like they're in their, like, either like mid-50s or late 50s opposed to being the seniors. So it's really alarming for me. I mean, like you said, it does look good on paper. The rules are there. The implementation is just the thing that isn't just being pushed through. And you know, I don't think that we're the people here in the Philippines are taking this very seriously. Even though this should be a very serious thing for us. And they're saying, you know, I'm even hearing people try to justify all this the thing, you know, it's not like the other countries. That you know it's not as it's not as bad. We're not not a lot of people is dying as much. But I don't think you can really use that as a point. No amount of money can bring back one dead person. And the application that we do, the rules that are set in place have to be followed. And as much as possible, me and my family, when we go out, we try to follow the rules as much as possible. I mean, face mask, alcohol on hand, social distancing, making sure that when you get into the house, you know your feet are contaminated, that type of thing, you know, alcohol all the way up to the elbows, And these are the type of things we have to do that the government wants us to do. But the problem is the implementation from our local governments and the discipline of the normal Filipino, that's the things that are working for us right now. People aren't disciplined. People will not follow the rules. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm seeing a lot of people not following the rules. So that's my thoughts on the implementation, how our government is trying their best to do it, but I, I kind of feel like we can't really pin all the blame on our, our our government. When it comes down to like you know local government units, it comes down to the local implementation of laws and then the people's mindset themselves. If they if they feel like carrying out the the law that's given to them. Uh,
0: I think both of you gave very valid points and. I think we need to, to think about this culturally because Filipinos they tend to do things like illegal things until they are caught. And that's when they 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 what they, they, they ask for mercy and oh I got caught, I'm not gonna do it again. But as long as they don't get caught, they keep on doing it. And I think that that's what's happening now in COVID. This, during these COVID times that, yes, the government is really trying their best to uh, stave off the uh, pandemic here, but it's just that people won't listen and as long as they can get away with doing something illegal and as long as it saves them time or it's it's more convenient, they'll continue to do it until they get caught and that's when they try to, to act uh, remorseful. Like, I didn't know or 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 something like that. And then with with the nature of of this disease, it just takes one person for this disease to never end. This disease will go on and on and on and on unless we have uh, discipline. So I guess that's what we need. I guess that's what the Filipi- Filipino people need. We, need. we need a lot of discipline. And unfortunately, I don't think our culture or society is up to that.
1: Yeah, it really boils down to the discipline too, Like, even from the very start, the people don't seem like to follow the rules. Like remember the case, a certain senator who strolled through a hospital and a well-known members-only grocery store despite being positive for COVID-19. A clear disregard for the COVID-19 guidelines and he's still frolicking about free like a bird And then there's another high ranking official like who boldly had like a a birthday party with a bunch of friends, family, co-workers despite the social distancing guidelines like and all the people involved are still frolicking free and all this while regular folks who are found not following the guidelines like the ordinary people, the small people, they're immediately thrown in jail. Like the law is harsh but as we've seen or as we're seeing it's not the law is harsh not for everyone. Certainly not for those with power, authority, and influence. Now, speaking of influence, there's also another issue. Like about a month ago, I guess, uh the government was hell bent on shutting down A B S C B N, like in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. I know the issue is about like um franchise renewal but this could have been like put off for another time and then there's the persistent war on drugs like I understand the idea is noble drugs are uh, never good drugs ruin lives not just for the users but for the people around them most especially their families however there's a much bigger problem right now and it seems like war on drugs seems like it's on steroids right now like they're catching they're detaining people left and right you know some cases according to some people they're even falsely charging and detaining people now we've been quarantined for months tensions are high people want to get back to their normal lives they want to go back to work they want to earn a living some people people want to go to church right a lot of us we want to go to church, but we don't want to risk our families and our loved ones. People want to go on mananitas, birthday parties, and other kinds of parties. Just get wasted. We want to do that. We want to get back to the to the old normal. Like Even though we're still not flattening the curve, even though COVID-19 cases are still rising out of nowhere. like The anti-terrorism bill pops up. Like here's another law that looks so good on paper it sounds so good right on the title itself anti-terrorism law don't you just love how it sounds it's another step forward to fighting terrorists and insurgents that threaten the peace and order in our country right but boy people are mad someone specifically is mad and wait is that real she spoke- really? Taylor
2: Swift, really, no, no, I
1: mean,
2: really, no, are, you, are you
1: serious? Is that, is that real? She, <laughs> she spoke out, but not specifically about that, but she, she kind of spoke out on, a bit about that. It's crazy. Now, people are saying that the way this law is worded, you know, there's room for abuse like basically basically it gives the government the power to label anyone a terrorist and put them behind bars like i've done a bit of reading about this and like this paves way to warrantless arrests longer detention even even without charges like not only that the bill also removed the requirements to check for torture like supposedly suspects are to be presented to a judge for assessment whether or not they've been like physically mentally or morally psychologically tortured this bill removes that supposedly now one senator said that only terrorists should fear the anti-terror bill but while that may be true on the surface we all know laws are easily bent by those with power and authority and influence so what do you guys think about this
0: okay so um as a fellow filipino josh State one law that hasn't been abused by by any politician. State one law that has been perfectly followed that hasn't been abused by people in power. Just one. We we have a bajillion, I think. Like a bajillion, million, kabillion. But
1: I can't state
0: (laughs) one. (laughs) State one. So you see, with that in mind, why would you give the government total and complete power? Like I'm not saying or going against any political group because I think that politics is something personal, like faith. It's between you and the Lord, and it's between you choosing who you think should be there. So this is not about political groups or anything, okay? This is strictly about the uh, anti-terror bill. And it is so ripe for abuse. You can put away people without any proof. You can just call and brand someone. Like, this harkens back to the Salem trials you just call someone a witch and you put them on a the stick and burn them or you call someone a a, a a witch and you 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 drown them and see if they survive and if they're dead well they weren't a witch too bad but they're dead now too bad. <laughs> so so there's something that is intrinsically wrong with that bill there is no safety precaution or safety measure against abuse Uh, My my brother was able to read the bill to me and it says the special quote-unquote body for this uh, anti-terror bill law thing is cabinet officials of the incumbent president. Okay, so the incumbent president's cabinet officials will decide if you're a terrorist or not. How can you not abuse that? What if they're in cahoots? Let's just, let's just, worst case scenario, they're in cahoots and they just, they just name you a, a terrorist with no proof at all. What can you do as an innocent person? You'll,
3: you,
0: you, you, all you can do is cry. Cry and give up. Because that, that's what will happen if we pass this terror, anti-terror bill, anti-terror law. We're giving, our, we're giving up what the government was set up to do. The government was set up to protect the people and not abuse the people. But that's how it is right now. And that's my fear. What do you think, Rory?
2: You know, I think Evicky raises a good point. And I think we just also raised a uh, good point earlier about, you know, how people, are, people in power are the ones that are getting away with the law. Like, for example, you know, a particular person that threw a birthday party. Uh, he was able to get away, right? And I think that particular person also arrested uh, had not really arrested had five officers relieved because they were breaking the law in line with COVID. I think I read that earlier, and that's kind of crazy. You know, he just got caught doing something completely horrendous, and now he's laying off officers, like trying to act like some sort of hero. And people that aren't in power, I've been reading a lot of stuff like what Corey Josh mentioned earlier about people being put in prison because they're breaking the rules. And since they aren't officials, they aren't getting slap on the wrist that the officials are getting. They're getting the hard end of the stick. And right now, uh, this anti-terror bill that we are experienced right now, actually, I I read this bill. It says, any person who shall voluntarily and knowingly join any organization, association, or group of persons, knowing that such, is a terrorist organization, shall suffer imprisonment of 12 years and those who will recruit another to join, commit, for support any terrorist organization will be punished with a penalty of life imprisonment without the benefit of parole. That is some hard. twelve years. Twelve years. That's crazy. And like, like I told my brother, the people that will be deciding this, cabinet officials, right? One of the spokes. Persons for the government said, I think for Natalia said, all of these people complaining about how the bill can be abused are all unfounded. You're all making this up in your head. This is supposed to target groups like the Busayaf, the other terrorist groups, you know, what this bill was truly meant for. To remove this long-standing problem we've had in our country. Because he said that, you know, these rebels have been around for such a long time. And that this bill aims to do something about those rebels. This bill aims to do something about all these terrorist groups. This is one of the ways to crack down on them, to remove their members, to strike fear into their group, so that nobody wants to get involved with these people if they're caught and they go to prison for 12 years. right? Uh, uh, those who recruit get caught and they get, they get put to prison for like for life. for the penalty of life imprisonment. Without benefit of parole, and it's supposed to scare the people that are supposed to be joining, either recruiting or joining these groups, from actually joining or being recruited, and it should completely stop them. And the idea is there. The idea is there, but if this extends to like you get branded a terrorist, there's such a loose term, terrorist. What is a terrorist to the government? Is it just a busaya? Is it just the NPA? Is it just all of these rebel organizations with big names? Or can this be branched out to smaller people? People who think differently, people who plot rallies or plot things. It's very un- unclear and very hard to judge this bill right now. Like in the future, if this gets abused, if this is like really, like, can, can target like civilians that are trying to gather, or trying to rally, or trying to do something like that. Then <clears throat> the freedom of speech is dead. This bypasses the whole judicial system. No warrant. You could arrest anybody for any reason. Even without proof, you could plant proof. And you have that person, like, sent to prison for almost the rest of his life. So we should be wary about this bill. I'm not saying that, you know, the government doesn't have good intentions. I believe that they want to use this bill correctly. But if the time comes where they have to use it, you know, not against, like, real terroristic N.P.U. like they're already branding people, traitors or terrorists, this could be... Something that could really ruin, like, like Poor Josh said, he said it could be another people revolution, right? Like we had back in Edsa. And I, it, it takes a certain amount of people to be fed up with a particular government for them to actually revolt. I don't know how fed up our our, our country is right now. There's a lot of people support our president. I understand that. because a lot of people voted for our president. And then when this bill gets passed, it just needs the signing of the president now. When they still get passed, it depends if it gets abused. And if it does get abused, and I really, really do believe that maybe people would have that idea of revolting, you know, or at least doing some sort of peaceful demonstration against the government. I don't know how the government will, is going to respond to that. So that's just my thoughts on this whole bill.
0: With that in mind, like to add to Rory, what Rory said, why don't they make it more specific? Since if, since they said it themselves that it was made for the Abu Sayyaf, then why not just put it? in the bill, like specific group names, specific groups that have certain agendas that are detrimental to the government. Why word it so loosely? And I think that's that's the the problem. The intention is, 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 is okay to protect us as a nation, but the way they word it is too broad and too general that it can be abused. So I hope they revise it if they ever do pass it that it is reworded in such a way that it cannot be used to abuse the the common folk because as I see it, it can be and where will we be in a few years?
1: Yeah, right now, how how it's stated, it's very vague and it's really open for abuse. I want to show you a clip here. I'll show you two clips.
3: Two police officers caught on camera, shoving an elderly protester into the ground. You see it right there. It is disturbing. Whit Johnson
2: starts us off with the fallout. Good morning, Whit.
3: George, good morning to you. In these turbulent times, police officers across the country are being tested like never before. They are increasingly under the microscope. And we have seen uplifting moments with officers engaging with the protesters, even embracing them. But they are also being called out, accused of using excessive force and incidents often caught on camera. In New York City, an officer seen nearly pulling one woman down. And then pushing another against a car. In Tampa, officers pepper spraying a crowd as people shouted at the officers to get off of a woman they were trying to detain. And this morning, two cops in Buffalo, New York, are under investigation after this disturbing video showing them shove a protester to the ground. That seventy-five-year-old man suffering serious injuries, but the officer keeps walking as the man lies bleeding on the sidewalk.
1: So that's Another
3: officer appears to radio, from-
1: and here's the second
3: video. Get him, it. so do you
0: So, inyong nakita, ayun lang, na na yung mga gipaang,
1: Toba, toba, toba! Mabing
3: kayo yan! Puta
2: na na nakita! sa Yupi, ebisag natin na sa sa...
3: Kayaan niyo, maglilawan ka! Kayaan niyo, maglilawan ka!
1: Puta lang, puta lang
3: yan! Atitigah sa ulo nyo eh. Sige, atalhin
1: Those two videos look eerily similar. And the first one was uh, in the US, the second one is just very recently. Like, there's been a protest in Cebu, in UP, and some of the people that were protesting were detained just because they were there, they were protesting, and they weren't. Starting riots, they weren't looting. They was just they were just peacefully protesting. Now they can do something like that and detain people just for peacefully protesting. Even before the anti-terrorism bill has been is, is passed, what if this bill is passed the way it's worded, vague? What would happen then? Like anyone who would like even even Coco Martin, people like Coco Martin or um, the other celebrities who complained about uh everything that's going on, they can easily be tagged terrorists.
0: Okay, so personally I think that it's self evident. Like the guy was doing nothing. He was just walking on the street in America, right? He's an old guy. And he wasn't shouting he was he was and they pushed him down, and, and he sustained a lot of injuries as, as the, um, the 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 news cast showed and and the the clip in showcasing the peaceful protests in Cebo just goes to show it it doesn't really matter where you are around the world uh, when people in power are <clears throat> will, will abuse this power and and police brutality isn't something new police brutality can be found all over the world. And I think we need to do something about it by being stricter on on who becomes a policeman and that if there are cases that show or that there, that there is police brutality uh, present, that they should be suspended immediately because sometimes we forget that a policeman is there to keep the peace, to provide law and order, not to scare the common citizen doing nothing wrong. A peaceful protest is, is, is something that is, I think, that, that, that's basic for, of a human being. A peaceful protest is it's a right. Is compl- is, is a right. We're complaining about something peacefully. We're not trying to do anything. We're we're just complaining so that people in in the higher the higher ups will listen. And we we don't want I don't think or they don't want those protesting. They don't want violence because if they wanted a violent thing to happen or if they wanted to be uh participating in something violent, they they would have looted or, or something like they would have uh done something violent in the first place and they're not So I think we need to be stricter on our police people, our our police force. It's hard being a policeman, but sometimes we forget that that power is given to those people to protect the common person. So they need to get it together. We need to protect the common person. We need to be reminded why we have power. They have power. Why they're given that authority. It's to protect the common person. What do you think, Rory?
1: Not
2: really some disturbing clips, uh, especially how police brutality is being portrayed right now with all these events going on. <clears throat> and I, I really agree with Enrique. I, I don't think all policemen are bad, and I believe that there are good policemen out there, but just sometimes they take their job over the top, and it can sometimes hurt. The people that they they were uh, they they swore to protect, and I believe that even though some of those you know those protesters weren't doing anything wrong, they were just you know doing their thing. They were voicing out their opinion for because they were looking for change, and you know the the most peaceful way at least you know like what what the clip that you were showing they weren't rioting, they weren't doing anything. They were just being you know they were just trying to voice out their opinion. They were just trying to get how they feel out and how they think that uh, all all the things happening around them isn't fair. And some police, well, most of the policemen in those videos, they reacted in a way where uh, they just had no respect for the people. You could hear that person's last clip, actually, you know, screaming how much discomfort he was and how he was, uh, uh, he felt like he was being abused. That really hurt me, you know what I mean? I know, like, in the back of the policeman's mind, he's probably thinking I'm arresting this person that's creating some anarchy or havoc or whatever. But there are other ways to arrest a person without pushing him to the ground and hurting him. He could have done it in a proper way. And it kind of scares me if, like Kwe Josh said, if this is happening and the bill hasn't been passed, if this is the power or this is the aggression that the policeman can actually do, without a bill that hasn't even been implemented, that the, the, how the strict implementations of uh, the rules aren't set in place yet, how much more if the bill comes out. So I understand what my brother's saying, you know, we, we have to be uh, harder on our policemen. And I think that's tough. As citizens, I don't think there's much we can do. I mean, the, the local government can probably do something, and of course our main government can do something in general, whole, but as, police, as, as citizens, all we can do is just, you know, suggest things. If we protest, then we could end up just like that man, right? We can protest about policemen, we can protest about all the abuse and this stuff, and that could happen to us in the long run. We could be one of those protesters. Any of us who would voice out an idea, any of us who would voice out some sort of disdain for the government, even in a small way, could end up like any of those people in those videos, and that's a very scary thing to consider right now. I think that's a very uh, dangerous thing that could happen to citizens, and I, and I think that as as people, as as common people, as citizens of this country, we're going to voice out those type of ideas no matter what happens. I, I believe even if. Even if this is happening to people, even if these videos come up, I, I believe there's still gonna be people that are gonna go out into the streets and gonna protest and then this cycle will keep happening, the police start, you know, being aggressive with us and we will really continue to be abused. And I just hope I just hope that this bill doesn't put us in that position where we can no longer voice out our ideas in a peaceful way. Because I didn't see anybody in those videos doing anything in a very violent or rash way.
0: like like To add what Rory said, if if you look at Jesus and the Bible, and if you read it, Jesus was, quote-unquote, a radical protester. He wasn't the king that people were looking for. The the Israelites under the Romans wanted a king, a warrior king, a fighting king. But what they got was a peaceful protester. Jesus came to sow peace, love, Faith, hope, to restore our relationship with God. And I think that's what we should be focusing on. I think that's what we should be, and I think that's what we should defend. If you can't even peacefully protest without the risk of being branded a terrorist, without the risk of being put into jail warrantlessly, without any proof, then I think. The decision or answer is clear what should be done with this bill
1: yeah, I agree greatly with you guys uh, in the bible we are told to obey the the government right um, I think it's in just read Romans uh, Romans says like, let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there's no authority except Uh, From God and those that exist there because God put them there but Paul also says like in Acts, we must obey God over men or rather than men so Does this mean like the the Bible is contradicting? No Uh, Because even though the governments of the world are assigned by God and they should be under God, they should be serving um, the people under uh, God's law that doesn't make them like immune to sin and evil. Again, that's where Acts comes in. Like when men in authority are starting to sound crazy, they're doing things that are like they're abusing their power. When they're obviously doing something rooted in evil or with evil intent, uh, or something like with evil consequences, like, that's when we say no. Like psalm 22:28. for kingship belongs to the lord and he rules over the nations so god's laws have always been about like, the, the preservation of life like you said even jesus christ is he has always been a peaceful protester and but what, what can we do like as christians Like it goes back to what i said earlier uh in our previous episode uh, about racism like man is deeply rooted in evil so um the for me like one really big thing that we can do is we can pray of course Uh, and, and we're not praying because we we believe that prayer will solve all our problems but we pray because we believe that our god is sovereign and he can do all things that he wants and if it is his will that this will will not come to fruition or Uh, if ever this bill will come to fruition it will be his will the best thing that we can do as Christians is to pray and another thing that we can do is spread the gospel I believe the more people who are closer to Jesus Christ know the gospel with a with their minds and hearts changed for good that's what I think that we can do as Christians Again, posting memes on the internet and on social media will not fix anything i see a lot of people with good intentions who want to protest things like these but all they're doing is either they're uh making fun of it or they're like posting memes about it like it only makes their cause kind of seem like a joke because it's supposed to be something very serious but then they're using memes. I know memes are really common, but posting memes won't help. Posting pictures and jokes online won't help. One of the reasons why why I wanted to start something like this, like if you ask why we're doing this, why we're talking about this, why we are talking about modern topics or any topic at all through the lens of a Christian, is because it's a way that we can talk about the gospel and... Talk about Jesus Christ and injecting that, or injecting Jesus into what's happening now. So it's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this. And yeah, just let everyone know and understand that we are all brothers and sisters in Jesus.
0: I, th- I really agree with you. I think that uh, we forget that as Christians, we're never really alone because God is always there. And God has called us to be in a community of believers. So we should never feel that that, uh, we are in an island. But with that said, we must really live the faith that we have. We can't just be Christians in name. We have to let it affect who we are. And by doing so, it also affects others. And our hope is that as we become the best Christian that we can be, Other people will see it. And other people will question, well, the situation now isn't that great, but why is he still full of joy? Why is he not panicking? Why is he or she at so much peace? And we'll be able to tell them it's because of our faith in Jesus. It's because we know we are not alone. It is because we know that through it all, this earth isn't, our final destination. Whatever we go through right now, whatever we're experiencing, whatever we're feeling, whether it be good or whether it be bad, it's just a passing thing. What matters most is that in the end, we're with God. And in the end, we can say that we lived a life that fully praised Him, that fully gave glory and honor to our living God.
2: I really like that point that my brother put out. I really believe that that right now we shouldn't as Christians, Right now we shouldn't be worried. I mean, the comfort that comes from God, the comfort that knowing God is in control of everything that's happening right now. That everything, as good said, is happening because the Lord allowed it. Because the Lord willed it. These bills, these anti-terror bills, you know, this racism stuff that's going on. The Lord's allowing this for to happen. We shouldn't worry. We believe in God. We have faith that he's in full control. We believe that no matter what happens, we will be with God. And I hope no matter what happens on no matter how our end comes, the Lord will
0: find us doing the Lord's
1: work. So that's all I
0: have.
3: so yeah
1: <laughs> good points guys I for one can't wait to like, get back <laughs> to know, even go back to uh, parties and <laughs> enjoying and stuff like this <laughs>
0: that is such a bad picture really. what's wrong with my
2: eyes <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's
1: a uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can have like costume parties like these and have fun with old friends, new friends.